These are the hushed, dulcet tones of a audio test. <laughs> I would drive any audio engineer crazy. Oh, please, please. By definition alone, they're inferior films. It's bullshit generalization. Many sequels have surpassed their original. Oh, yeah? Name one. together we're all here together we literally just got out of the theater from terminator dark fate the director was there tim miller the new terminator diego luna was there cinematographer ken sang gabriel ken sang. gabriel luna what did i call him diego yeah i it's i mean it's easy to well it's doubly confusing because there's another actor in the picture called diego Benetta. so we got a diego and a gabriel i remember the first time i saw the preview for Terminator. This Terminator? Yeah. And I I mixed up the Lunas. I was like, whoa, he looks so different. Like, how did they do that to oh, his I face? Re- I remember you said that because they say the name at the end, Luna. And I, I feel like you were like, really? That's Diego? Luna? Like, <laughs> Rogue One, he was, he's a different person. <laughs> he cuts the hair off and all of a sudden yeah, he's like, He's this older guy's man. a phenomenal actor. <laughs> could completely could contort his face and become a different person. He's a chameleon. Well, I mean, we are it, it, the guy Gabriel Luna is playing a chameleon, but he doesn't use that power all that much, no. or for any like. It's just like oh, I guess I could do this. I kept thinking there was six times in the movie where I assumed he was going to become one of the people around his target, the girl he's trying to kill. Yes, and they never did. And I was like, oh, that would be scary like oh we can't trust them and then they didn't do it and i was like oh yeah because if they were he would just stab the girl and the movie would be over and they'd have no they'd be defenseless against it <laughs> oh my god yes there's I, no if he was one of them he literally would just stab her or chop her head off in the movie there's no way yeah no, unless yeah. one of them I got wise to it thought. but he wouldn't right yeah i mean they, thought just, they were like let's do that oh wait we can't do that right let's, let's just say we are we are the jansen brothers we are indeed I, still the Jansen Brothers. I am Carter Moss. I am Forrest. Call me Frosty. And this is the Spiritual Sequel Podcast. This is not a spiritual sequel. We've had a few we've covered in the past, but this is our edition where we just look at whatever sequel is in our theaters that just came out. This is an actual sequel. This is interesting because this is a long-running series. This new one is in canon, as they say, is a sequel directly to Terminator 2 Judgment Day. So they're Rise of the Machines, they're forgetting. That's a third one, yeah. Terminator Salvation, they're forgetting. Terminator Genesis, they're forgetting. This is the sequel to Terminator 2. It's very much like Halloween. When yes. Halloween was like, the, the, this is the sequel to the first one, even th- though it's like the seventh one. I thought of that a lot this year. I was like, oh. Yes. So not Sarah Connor. Uh, Linda Hamilton comes back after all these years, reprise her role, and they're in a, ski- a sequel that's skipping a bunch in between. Mm-hmm. They're both same older. Yes. Yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis playing too old for this shit type. Yeah, characters. Yeah, almost. It's funny. It's funny because Sarah Connor is still playing. I mean, J- Linda Hamilton's still playing Sarah Connor as she uh-huh, was, uh-huh. but Jamie Lee Curtis is almost playing Sarah Connor in the new Halloween. She's nothing yes. like the babysitter we originally meet. Mm-hmm. Now she's basically. Sarah Connor with shotguns and training and armed to the hilt, right? 
but yeah, I thought of that movie a lot during this, especially just in one calendar year. It's kind of funny to have both these pictures. You're right. It is almost well, yeah, around in the same week, right? It came out on Halloween last year. Mm-hmm. Wait, before we get into Terminator, so we just recently recorded a Maleficent Two podcast. Yeah, where you had, I feel like liked Maleficent Two watching it because you were like well i have such good fond memories of maleficent and this is continuing the story oh yeah and now we watch maleficent we watched it right after recording didn't we record and then go and watch it and uh so i wanted to give what is your new updated take on the movie okay so yes i didn't remember most of it pretty forgettable you definitely could cut 20 to 25 minutes the first 30 minutes are like a prologue and you're like this is only 89 minutes of a movie how can you have a pro it takes that long before she eventually she starts wearing the famous black Angelina Jolie. I'm talking about yeah her, her get up her whole yes, kind of witch title character yeah because when we meet her she has horns but the horns without her little black cap don't look quite right and you see her little elf ears which also look sillier without the black cap and she has the wings she's much cooler it's funny because I feel like in CBB, I always thought she was a witch I didn't realize yes. She had lost her wings and had these elf ears, and there's so much to her. I just assumed she was like kind of the Wicked Witch of the East of that that cartoon. Uh, I will say, it. The funny thing is, the movie comes alive when she becomes that. So, like we're saying, you could cut that 25 minutes off because it's pretty corny and silly. Multiple times, I was saying. Should they start the movie here? Oh wait, this might have been a good time to start the movie. Oh wait, right here. Were you every scene that started, you're like, they could have just started it here. And then at the end of that scene, you'd be like, I didn't even do that. they could have just started it here. <laughs> but it's funny because she, she's not giving, even I, like I thought Angelina Jolie was giving a great performance is how I remembered it. Uh-huh. She doesn't throughout the whole movie. It's once she becomes this kind of S&M version of Maleficent. For just that scene. With the leather clad. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the movie it is like her sort of being Aurora's godmother. That's Elle Fanning's character, but. Really, they hardly have any interaction. But then eventually Aurora finds out, which is not eventually, like 15 minutes after we've just been introduced to well, her. like you said, it's only 89 minutes. Yeah. We've already burned 30. So they're like, <laughs> she's like, my fairy godmother, I love you. How could you? And, and the ending where I thought it would be powerful just reading the Wikipedia synopsis, because I didn't give this movie a chance. I watched no. the first 20 minutes and was like, this is boring. I'm out. And now rewatching it, fast forwarding through all the junk, when you get to the end... It's not much of a, like, oh, the true love's kiss from her mom, godmother, Angelina Jolie, is going to bring her back. You're like, well, we haven't even been with them that long. Like, you can't 15 minutes build this relationship that's supposed to... Yeah. I don't know. But, but in that one scene, it, it's it's basically Angelina Jolie reenacting the famous iconic yes, scene yes. from the... And you will die. I don't even remember what she says, but she turns all green and she basically casts the spell. She's having the most fun. That was the pitch of the movie has to be like, can I act like this for as much as possible? She's really cool in that scene. Yeah. She looks really cool. Her eyes look cool. And she's she's acting up a storm. She's really good in that scene. But it's funny because it, it's such a departure from the character we saw just one scene earlier. You pointed out, you're like, part. wait, where does she get this whole new suit? And all Uniform, of a sudden, yeah. she's like kind of this Catwoman. I was calling her S and M Maleficent. Where does any of that come from? It's her origin story. Why? Why, why does she, you can't skip that part? She's just like, all right, I'll they get skip them over back. all that. She just walks in. Well, well, where does she get the magic? <laughs> I didn't even. Yeah, they don't explain. She the, gets like a, this thing, this stick that becomes her like green scepter. 
And then that's it. She's just like, all right, now I have. Yeah. I don't have the answer to that. Wait, so just uh, given rewatching it, is there a chance the second one is better than the first? Because a lot of that first one was, and it just looked like a cartoon. I don't know. I think it's almost like a. uh, It's a wash. Yeah, it's just a franchise. It's poop. It's a push. All right. It's it's a. It's not adding anything really, other than the. They really could have just made a short film of just her recreating scenes (laughs) from the Disney. Just those one scene. I don't need a whole movie of it. I don't need like a Lion King like. Wouldn't you want to see this in life? No, no, no. But that one scene, you're like, oh, okay. Well, oh, sometimes okay. we need to suffer through a movie. This is what I said after the Spider-Man Far From Home. I, I could just watch that Gyllenhaal scene in the middle, <laughs> the reveal, as a sh- its own short film. That and the Haunted House part, yeah. 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 I don't need the rest of the movie. If that was just a short film, I would watch that a lot on YouTube. <laughs> it is true <laughs> that how much of that movie is not really... Yeah, we endure the rest of the movie. Sometimes that's what you have to do. We gave that a pretty good... I feel like we gave it a pretty good uh, grade. Not that we grade movies, but... Didn't you feel... Wait a minute. Okay, I'm going to bring this back to the movie we're supposed to be talking about. Yes, yes. Didn't you feel that way with the first Expendables? When you're like, this movie sucks. How does Expendables going to get us to... I'm going to do it right now. Oh, because of Schwarzenegger. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to... to, Yeah, yeah. go ahead. Expendables is frivolous nonsense, right? And it's poop, and it doesn't really feel like a movie. But then there's that one scene in the church where Bruce Willis is playing Mr. Church, and Schwarzenegger also comes. So now you have Stallone, Schwarzenegger, and Bruce Willis all in one scene. And there's some good lines and singers. I mean, they're not great, but it's kind of just fun seeing them all together and winking and nodding at each other. It's a Marvel scene almost. Uh, yeah. You're like, this is, this is what Marvel can do and gets it to work throughout a whole movie. Sometimes. What is the Bruce Willis has a funny line in it, right? Where Stallone and Schwarzenegger just start uh-huh. they cut off the dialogue between the three of them and they just start like insulting each other back and forth. And then they cut to Bruce Willis, he's like, He was gonna keep sucking each other's dicks and we're gonna <laughs> get down to business. <laughs> I feel like that's the pulp fiction line. Is that really what he he might actually do say the same What's the pulp fiction line? Let's not uh what Mr. Wolf suck our dicks just yet. Let's not suck each other's dicks just yet. Yeah. Well, I guess it is sort of similar. So how does this bring you back? Bringing you back to Terminator. Well, because Schwarzenegger is in that. Oh. And the movie we're going to be covering today, also basically... Oh, wait. Well, wait a minute. Uh-huh. Also, there's a short film in the middle of this, which is the only part of the movie. It's the best I, part I of the movie, yeah. By far the best part of the movie. I wanted way more of it. I would have watched that as a movie. It's not really a movie, though, I realized. It's almost like a 90s family sitcom with Arnold Schwarzenegger as the dad. Yes, yeah. Basically. That's the movie I would watch. Yeah. It's basically a Kevin James or remember still standing. It's one of those type shows, but it's what if the dad was a, was a, killer a Terminator that now had nobody to From kill. The future. <laughs> it's actually a funny, what, just so we, saying that out loud. You're like, that's a great sitcom. Pitch. Yeah. Like no one would ever think of that. It's hysterical. I laughed more in that little excerpt of the movie than I did in most of the comedies I feel like I've seen recently. Schwarzenegger in his flannel shirts and explaining and justifying pink, pink why he's a great husband and a loving dad. He's like, I'm a very efficient at changing diapers and without complaint. <laughs> and I listen. <laughs> I'm a good listener. Our relationship isn't physical because these are like, you weigh 400 pounds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's really funny in it. And... He uh he runs a drapery business. Yeah, there's some guy that wanted solid colored drapes for his daughter's room, and he's like, "I told him don't do it." <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, maybe his funniest line. Um, so Sarah Connor sees him, and obviously he, well, not obviously. The movie begins. You know, he does some dastardly stuff. She's had some experiences with him in the past, so she shoots him in the chest. And then he looks down at the three bullets. Obviously, he's unaffected because he's a machine. And he looks down, and this character, he's now married to this woman, Leticia, uh, Lorena. What was her name? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Linda. Like, I don't know. Loretta. I don't know. Loretta. And he looks down at the three bullets, and he says, "This is going to be difficult to explain to Loretta." <laughs> he just like put. Then he puts on the final shirt. Like that'll cover. My yeah, yeah, holes. yeah. Then she won't wonder why I have three bullet holes. And I'm not bleeding. <laughs> you know, it's interesting. Cameron said the one reason he got back involved, we should say James Cameron was, he didn't direct or write this, but he was Produced. involved. Yeah, he produced it. Got to be a producing credit. Yeah, he was heavily involved. But was So he wasn't involved in Genesis or he just put his name on it? Because I remember that was like a big deal from the preview of that. They were like, they're like, but Cameron's back on this one, guys. So like that's street cred. That. And yeah. you're like, oh. I oh, and then you watch it and you go, oh. That means nothing anymore. It didn't sound like he had an actual creative because he said the reason he had faith in this, the or like he had a bit of advice to Tim Miller why he thought it would be like a good idea. And he's like, you can have Schwarzenegger come back as an old man. It's living exoskeleton tissue on them, so there's no reason to believe that that wouldn't age. Didn't they do that in the last one? He has gray hair. Oh, Genesis. He's got gray hair. I guess so. Maybe they explain that in that too, because I was wondering why they didn't explain it in this. So, is this a sequel to Terminator Two? Is a sequel to that? <sighs> no, no, it's clearly two. All oh, right, because they have a different Sarah Connor yeah. in that, and what? I, yeah, I started that, and I, I, I was like ten or fifteen minutes in, and I was lost. I was like, I have no idea what's going on, and I don't care. Genesis? Yeah. Oh, it's like it's a hodgepodge yeah. of nonsense. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's. Only maybe on drugs would it make sense. Even then, you're just like, oh, my God. I just remember the Whoever. first three scenes in the beginning. I was like, why would they ever, op- if you were ever making a turn, why would you ever include any of these scenes? Who thought of these scenes? I thought these were a good idea and shot this. It just makes absolutely no sense. Anyway, for this movie. Did you have anything to cover backstory-wise? So yeah. Like, we'll survey the landscape of what was going on previously in the trans. The not transporter, Ter- uh, Terminator franchise. Why they made this? What they thought? There's a gap in the road up ahead. It's big. You're kidding. They they thought this was gonna be a trilogy. There's no way that's gonna they happen. They planned this as a trilogy. I mean, we went to an early screening and there was a lot of empty seats, as they pointed, as they said. So that can't be a good sign, right? Yeah, it's free. Yeah. Directors there. Star Gabriel Luna. Is there? We should say even in the audience. Diego Luna was there. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, Rob Liefeld, the creator of uh, Deadpool, Deadpool, was there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Boss okay. Logic. Yeah, the uh, Deadpool creator. He was ranting and raving. He was real excited about it. Yeah, I don't know if I can trust people who see screenings like these. No. Because like I remember just I always remember Ryan Johnson and getting so excited off of. Pacific Rim. He was like, it's great. It's changing Ugh. cinema or some shit. Oh, I was God. Like, oh, no. You're a smart guy, too. A great filmmaker. And this is what you're... Yeah, forget it. So, uh, yeah, I would say for the landscape, the important thing to know is Tim Miller, the guy who directed Deadpool, did this. I think that's important because 
A little backstory on Tim Miller. Before Deadpool, he's a special effects guy. He started or works with Blur Studios. Blur Studios is famous for like computer effects and they, if you ever, you should look them up online. They do some really cool like shorts and commercials. They do a lot of video game commercials like the Batman Arkham Asylum video game where all the characters are digital and they look almost photorealistic, but it's all computer effects, right? There's nothing real. They're really great commercials. That's and they the do a lot of uh, uh, opening shot, credit right? sequences. Yeah, yeah well, that's one of them. Yeah. They do. They have done a whole host of them. But that one's wow. that one's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's one where Deadshot's snipering, and he, then he fights Batman. There's snow and everything. It's, it's excellent. But yeah, like my biggest problem with this was there's way too much computer effects. I mean, it's for a Terminator movie, or like it just seems like that's every big blockbuster is going to be. I know, but part of the problem with remaking Terminator is the Terminator Two comes out. Terminator Two, we should say, is one of the prime examples of a sequel that's better than the original. Because I think Terminator Two is almost objectively better than the Terminator, right? Terminator movie. Two is better, but Tyler, I also think it's not a fair comparison because I think Terminator Two is one of the best movies ever made. Yeah, but I mean, like we're a doing a podcast where yeah. we're talking about the validity and achievements of sequels terminator 2 is right like the premier example of it's the shining oh my god right just think when i was watching this movie and it's that's the hard thing when you make a movie where like oh we're continuing t2 where it's like well then i'm gonna compare it to t2 yeah which is i've kind of forgotten about it at this point because it's been so long with t2 that i've kind of been like oh well as long as it's better than the last two that's all that needs to do but, but then this because movie then they reminds keep... you, and you're like, well, it's not up to par with and that. Because I'm going, well, by this point in the movie, T2 had, well, every scene was great. Like, every scene I was, like, gripping my seat and was tense. Even when I've seen the movie, yeah. the second time, the third time, I'm still like, huh, wait, what happens now? Well, oh. this is my problem with the computer effects, because it, it just wasn't that suspenseful. Because everything, the you know, peop- the characters moved so gravityless. I don't know if it's just that. I just feel like they just, it would, they would. Before they even get to the building of the tension, they'd be like, "All right, we're away. We got, we got yeah. him." And you're like, "Really? Oh, he seems really hard to get get rid of." And you got rid of him so easily. And then he'll, then he'll be like twenty feet from them multiple times. This is Gabriel Luna's evil Terminator character. He'll be, yeah, let's say fifteen feet, and it's like, up oh, there, they're they're gone. I'll wait for him. And you're like, it just seems like you want the scene to be over. Like he yeah. could easily just get there, yeah. or he has like, this is the thing in the movie. To set it now, like back in T2 time, 91, technology hasn't connected to everything. You right. couldn't control everything as a computer. It's like now he can hook into, he hooks into like the grid and he can control drones. And you're like, well, if he can control drones, he can control everything. He doesn't need to, to get face to face with this person. He just needs to shoot a missile and blow them up. Yeah. I mean, if he couldn't bomb her with a drone, he's pretty worthless. It's worth I mean, it. He seemed to always need to get... To stab her directly, like that's that. Yeah, it's like couldn't you just? Yeah, you have all of any resource you want. Also, uh, yeah, at one point he bombs her with the drone and almost saved, rescued. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the border patrol had her. He had rest. her right where he wanted, and then he gave her like an opportunity to escape. But then they didn't escape there, did they? They still get in. They go into custody anyway. Yeah, so that they do. That was an odd transition there. Yeah. Yeah, so I think that's a little a little bit of backstory. We we jumped ahead of the landscape there. Probably we got really into it. One other thing I would say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Junkie XL. I noticed now he doesn't go by Junkie XL. He did the music. He's now going by Tom Holkenberg. 
If huh. you're going to do movies like this, isn't Junkie XL the perfect name? I mean, this reminds me of The Rock. I want to be considered a real actor. I'm going to do Fast Five and The Jungle <laughs> Crew. It's like every movie he does, you're like, you could totally be The Rock. It makes much more sense. Yes. <laughs> I mean, if you're doing Terminator Dark Fate, be Junkie XL, right? You're right. No, he, he should be. Yeah, you're right. He should be for like smaller productions. They'd be like, oh, did you hear about this Hulkenberg? Yeah. He's a oh, fantastic right. musician. Okay. If he does some John yes. Le Carre movie yes. and they got all the prestige, you know, and you got Benedict Cumberbatch and they're wearing wigs and stuff and it's supposed to be a classy affair, right? Like, eh, then you can be Tom Holkenberg. But for this, you're Junkie XL. <laughs> Who are you kidding? That's our issue with this one. Yeah. That's, That's where I take on Bridge Fate. What did you, uh, wait, I did want to, though, while we, speaking yeah. of the, the landscape on this. Yes. I always found it fascinating that Terminator and Terminator 2 are the music is composed by Brad Fidel, who then with Cameron does True Lies, and then like never does music again. I, like I he he did like one other movie, maybe I can't even think of what it is, and that never again. Oh, what is? I can't make heads or tails of it because mm. it's such a good score. Yeah, True Lies is a good score. It's like he only worked with Cameron, and did he not want to? Did they not want to? I just I it makes no sense to me. I've never seen somebody with. What is such a classic score that it's a good run. And yeah. then just said not I don't know, you just wanted to go out while he was ahead? Well, I don't know, you'd have to find out. Or does he is he not a film composer and like Cameron's like, Can you just do me this solid? Like stretch is he something else? Or like if he, he gave me those three if that's his resume, I'd be like, All right, you're my boy for Yeah. How has nobody else knocked on his door? Well, Cameron, I mean, doesn't trot out that often, right? I mean yeah, how Cameron only made like six movies. We forget, you know. This seems like after the Terminator score, you'd be the score guy. Well, he was for Cameron for a while. For Cameron, it just seems like everybody. Oh would be yeah, calling yeah, yeah. Phone. That's what I'm saying. It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. I just it it almost feels like, you know, certain people have their guy. You know, like Christopher McQuarrie, as we call him, McHugh. McHugh. He's got his boy Joe. Um, Joe ah, Johnson. No. no, I can't remember his name. But he's only scored his movies, right? Wait, doesn't he get a new? Didn't he get a new score? Well, each for week? Fallout, because he was directing it as if he was Christopher Nolan. Remember, because each Mission Impossible is directed by a different person. Did yeah, he, he had a different Joe? cinematographer, a different editor, no, different everything. Did he tell Joe like Joe? Trying to do this one like Christopher Nolan. <laughs> I'll get you on the next one. This one, <laughs> I'm not actually making a McHugh movie. Well, I'm really curious now that McHugh is doing four Mission Impossibles in a row. Or is he going to keep that philosophy that each one's directed by a different person? So even if he directs it, he has to direct it as if he's a different person. <laughs> this yeah. time, I'm. I'm this is likely. Bing Rames, you're the star now. <laughs> Sorry, Tom. We're bringing Lawrence Fishburne back. We're doing it right. Good work, Angela Bassett. Yeah, yeah. Angela. Yeah, you got a nice day. You got a nice cast there. All right, and you got Paula Patton's back in, Tandy Newton. Hey, you know what? I'm into this. I'm in, yeah. Sykes in, too. Sykes yeah. Like, all right, that's enough. Terrence we'll get, Blanchard. We'll Denzel as the bad we'll guy. we do the music. I'll convince him. <laughs> that would actually be awesome. I'm really into this movie now. <laughs> oh, I like it. Mission Impossible, Blackout. All right, so we're back on to Dark Fate. Um, anything else you had for the for the landscape? I will say, can I say one thing about Terminator Salvation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie's interesting because it's, yeah, there's, there's components within it that I like. And 
Yeah, I like the idea of like, all right, enough. A term, two Terminators sent back to kill a character, and they fight over it. It's like, okay, we've done that enough times. Right. By three, you're like, okay, three was an entertaining enough. I had a good time with it. It's basically like trying to do. Oh, I'll one. actually. Uh, oh, on. do we want to do this now? I yeah, I'll go to the mat for three. Although I went to the mat for Maleficent, as we've established, so yeah. Yeah. memories can be tricky, but. But that's important. I mean, I remember seeing, it's called Rise of the Machines, right? In the theater. I remember coming out and being like pretty pumped up. Like the way you want to feel coming out of an action movie. Female robot's about to kill Stall, which is tough. Recasting. I know. That was not a great recasting. No. John Connor. Uh, he's just so iconic from this. That movie's so big. You have to bring him back. You have to. But when the Nick robot's Stahl, coming after yeah. him, yeah, Nick Stall in the like hospital dog hospital yeah. it's like fright you're like oh shit this guy's gonna get killed like he has no chance i just yeah i remember being like definitely like pumped up because that director jonathan mostow is good he did the breakdown action. which yeah. is like my favorite suspense movie the suspense was good the action was good yeah and i there's one yeah. other thing that's really cool about it most hollywood movies always go happy ending and that went really nihilistic which was at the end they basically are like look it doesn't matter how many times you save it it there's fate it's uh, skynet's going to take over regardless you can't change the future it's gonna happen good you know like i don't know i guess this movie was this movie throws that completely out of the window there is no fate you can always change whatever you want they're always changing everything not really they're changing but they're not that's true i guess she's still fated to go through well it's hard to say you're changing things if the person in the future sends somebody back because they know how it works right to keep that future going i guess i would love to just see a movie terminator where they're they're the two sides communicating like oh shoot guys guys what they just the, the robots they send somebody back in time to kill a, a previous younger version of you oh all right send somebody else who are we gonna pick who, you know like that whole process just, yeah 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 who do we who do we pick to go back who's it gonna be okay wait wait, wait. what time did they send oh we don't we didn't get that information oh you didn't get that information what time ah oh, crap why don't they, the humans are so reactionary? Yes. You know, they're, they're so reflexive. They're like, oh, they sent a Terminator back. All right. We'll send somebody else back to protect yes. them from that Terminator. Why don't you go back and get rid of Skynet? Do something else. Oh like, yeah. Train some, a bunch of other oh, humans. You're, you can kill them. We don't care if you go back in time and kill them. Yeah, we'll, kill them. We're we'll going to kill somebody else better than them. We're going to kill all the people who created Skynet. And yeah. just, or just send back. If you have Mackenzie Davis, who in this is a augmented human. She's souped up. So she's like got abilities as if she's a Terminator, but she's still human. Why don't you just send her back and she can run the resistance as a future person? Why does it need to be a past person? Hmm. Yeah. It'd be easy to prove. Look, I'm a robot. Oh my God. Yeah. Look, I'm from the future. Trust me. Trust me. It's like, okay, Yeah. yeah, I trust you. Right. There you go. I would like in one of these movies if, one of the people that gets killed in the me- in the melee when they're trying to see because you know, loads of people are just getting oh killed God, and yeah. you're just like oh, okay who cares hey their fate doesn't matter <laughs> yeah only this one girl's fate matters it'd be great if they were like oh no that guy actually ends up being your second in command and if he's not there to protect you from that battle yeah. you end up dying before you can even form your militia and lead the resistance like there's so many deaths that could change the future yeah. Every a sound of thunder, like any leaf you step on changes everything. That's what it really should be. It should be but like, oh yeah, there's no the fate. fate part is cool because it's like 
no matter it's what it's all do. been done it all there's one there's, it's it's happening you know it doesn't i think you go the other way yeah. i think every time somebody goes back in time every it event it, so it much, changes yeah. it so much that every time they're like oh you didn't change anything it's like no you did but it's, you're thinking that yeah. you didn't because they keep sending this new future is sending back people to change things and it might change it a different way well that was a great line schwarzenegger has he takes them to his bunker with the guns and she's like, why are the little girls, why do you have all these guns? And he's like, I did the numbers. There's a 70% chance that humanity will devolve into barbarism. And, and this is how you protect yourself, you know? And he's mm-hmm. like, and also, I live in Texas. <laughs> <laughs> he was great in it. His comedic timing is you, spot And you on. needed it. You oh, really my God. You really, because before him, every character was like, I'm so serious. And mean. I, yeah. They're mean uh, to each other. All of them. What are you doing? Why are you doing that? I have to do that. I have to protect you. God. I don't like you. you. Get out of my way. Get off me. I'm going to preach for a while. Preachy. Everybody was so preachy. Everybody was, I'm fighting for your future and you're going to fight with me or you're going to fight against me. And you're like, all right, again. Yeah, we've seen it too many times. We didn't get to know any of the, like, and the girl, the main girl, just like Natalie uh, Reyes. Reyes. She like immediately was like, oh, oh, uh, oh, there's Terminators. Okay. I guess I'll fight him. I'm always down for a fight. And you're like, nothing, none of this is like oh, wait, blowing your of, mind. Wait, and like, but she's better than, can we say her uncle who's supposed to smuggle them across the border? They're like, oh my God, he's the worst. Can you smuggle us? And he's like, no, I won't do it. I don't take gringos. No gringos. And then they're like, well, we really need it. It's really important. Well, it's not just, wait, it's not just that they're gringos. It's, she's like, gringos, it usually means they need to get over the border. That means they're like criminals. Yeah, yeah. That's oh, that's good. Yeah. Good to bring up. They're too hot. Point out. It's yeah. Too, yeah, too, yeah, it's too risky. Too risky. Too much attention. But so then Mackenzie Davis, a fly is flying in front of her, a little computer effect fly. No, 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 no. Before that, she, Natalie Ray says, Papa, these, these people are machines. Machine came after me to kill me. These are This is people from the future to protect me from the machine. And like the uncle's like son is like, ah, please. And you're like, and the audience is like, yeah, no one's believing. Yeah, like, that's that's the worst thing I've ever, that's your worst pitch. The uncle's like kind of considering it, kind of like, oh, machines, okay. Is he considering it with this actor? Know. How could you tell? Uh, this yeah, is right. what I was going to bring up. A fly is buzzing in front of Mackenzie Davis, and she takes a little switchblade and slices the fly in half. And the uncle, I mean, they couldn't find an, un- an actor that would could react at all to that. He just sits there, and he's like, all right. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I mean, he, yeah. he does almost absolutely nothing. Yeah, he just goes, oh. Cut the fly in half. I he, couldn't tell if he, he saw it or not. I was like, did he not? Yeah, no, I was kind of like, flies are kind of tiny. I wouldn't be able to, I'd be like, oh, you killed a fly. I wouldn't be like, wait, that's perfectly cut in half. You must be from the future. Yeah. That's the answer. Machines. Okay. I'll get you across. Do we he show, does he just show you how he gets them across? Can't remember now. Yeah. Because it's pre-train. I mean, post-train. Train's already happened. They've right? already taken the train. He drives them in the Jeep and then... They weave through the desert, and then they have like a little panel by the wall that they lift. Remember, and they go under. I think I zoned. There's out a at boat this point. too. I think there might be a boat. They take a little boat. At some I think point. the uncle. I just zoned out. Yeah. I was just like, wait. How well, did this after guy he, get this role, and like, yeah. how did this scene like? Good job, good work, guys. We got it. And you're like, no, that's not enough. <laughs> that's not. I'm surprised the actor on set wouldn't have reacted to another actor. Pulling out a switchblade and swiping it through the air, even though obviously there's no fly because it's a computer effect. But I feel like you'd just be like, whoa, 
we're having a dialogue scene. You just whipped a knife out and swiped it through the air at nothing. <laughs> I feel like, oh, what are you doing? And he just sits. Maybe that was what Tim Miller said. Hey, hey, you, you've seen it all. You've seen it all. Future robots, it's not that big a deal to you. Don't even react. What if he's an amazing actor and the editor just like screwed? Oh, whoops. I forgot to put it. He like slighted the editor and the editor is like, I'll show you. And so Mackenzie Davis does her knife thing and he just takes a shot of the guy at the beginning of the conversation before anything's been revealed and puts it there. So we all watch and like, God, this guy's the worst actor. He'll never work again. Never, never again. <laughs> I think that's, I think we can, we, I mean, we started already. Yeah, we're already kind of digging in. Let's, let's, let's just continue. So we're going, transitioning into drilling into the asteroid where we break down the plot, go through it. Dig in. Scene by scene. By scene. Hitting a rock from the outside will do the job. So we nuke this thing from the inside? How? We drill. Let's just get right into it because this, this movie starts with uh, footage of old Sarah Connor and make you nostalgic for T2. You say, man, did I make a mistake paying? Uh, oh, wait, I didn't pay anything. But for the regular audience, you'd say, "Yeah, wait, I paid 20 bucks for this. Why aren't I just at home watching T2? And I heard Edward Furlong was in it. And I was uh, like, oh, it's just like a digital stunt yeah, double. So yeah, they do the, the clip. First they him. do a clip of Sarah Connor from T2 when she's being recorded talking about Judgment Day's coming. And then it Which shows seemed the, worse the way they were editing it and that yes. uh, grainy, VHS, staticky VHS yeah. effect over it. Yeah, it looked cheap. So then there's a scene where they're in, I guess it's Sarah Connor, John Connor are in... Acapulco or somewhere? Guatemala? Does it even say? Yeah, they did. Oh, I right. forgot. And they're like, they're they're having Mai Tais, they're enjoying themselves. Well, no, they say because it starts in the future, all the robots are walking out of the water. Oh, right, that scene. Which looked very strange. They don't seem to be wet, and they seem to be moving, oddly. Um, And then it's about to shoot a little girl, and then the blast takes us to modern day Acapulco, wherever we are. And yeah, they're just sitting at a bar on the beach. Yeah, it's the same beach. I thought Sarah Connor, I mean, I was, I'm tired of every movie now we got to age down people and uh-huh. do this technique all the time it, it doesn't seem like we need to do it all the time felt like we could, totally could have avoided it i thought sarah kind of looked pretty good the age down one even though i mean she doesn't really look real uh, but <laughs> yeah no she didn't no i mean edward she looks great compared to everyone else in the scene because at first you're like that's she looks odd like you, you can see the the digital effect of it and but then, she still looked kind of good. I mean, I, I don't know. I, th- I thought she looked pretty good. Schwarzenegger looks really odd, odd, and that's not what his body looked like. You can tell it's a body double. Yes. With his digital face on. It's just not what his body ever looked like. No. His skin looked weird, Schwarzenegger is one of the too. most recognizable yeah. people. He's giant. Like I mean, he clearly is a different guy with different arms. And Longer a, arms, yeah. Yeah. More sinewy arms. Like, no. Are you, I feel like you use that word wrong all the time. Uh, I don't know. I th- I mean unless I'm using elongated it maybe elongated yeah. arms like he's he doesn't have like the 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 Arnold arms where they're just like the buys and the tries are massive he had just like they're pretty good but but they were they just were shaped out like, yeah but ever for long was him. probably even worse yeah well he looked younger than he was in the other movie yeah he looks like he's eight years old it's like wait so we saved him in Terminator two and now he's now he's young regressed so he's he's like talking up some girl and Sarah Connor's not she doesn't realize but uh, the Terminator Arnold a different version I guess yeah, they're just sending they like keep sending them back keep sending. sure why not I mean that actually makes sense yeah 
he comes and just guns him down pretty easily, which makes T2 feel like it's like one of those part yeah. problems with sequels where it's like, wait, you just like undid everything in everything T2. Everything we saw. Like, oh, wait, they saved him. Oh, no, they didn't. It's all. Yeah. I don't know. Especially for uh, the Deadpool creator who's not Tim Miller, the, not the movie. Rob Liefeld. Liefeld. Saying like, it completely brings T2. You're continuing the story. It was seamless is seamless. what he said. Yeah. It's like, it's not at all but you immediately yeah, undercut the does it done t2 t- t- with this the scene that's terrible right? yeah. that's the scene you shoot and you show the screening uh, the execs and they go nah we, we can't keep this scene this is this is all wrong all the closure we got yeah there has to be a way they could have handled that better yeah i don't know so john connor's dead spoilers and we cut to present day yeah, now we're in Mexico, and we meet Natalia Reyes and Diego Bonetta, who we... Name sounds familiar. Can't quite place why we know him. Yeah, cool Maybe man. we don't. I don't know. He looked kind of familiar. Somewhat. I don't know. He has a song on the soundtrack, and he and his character in the movie is trying to be oh, the maybe Bruno he's Mars. A, yeah, maybe he's trying to be. Maybe he is that. Yeah. So... We barely get to know him. We barely get to know the father and her. Yeah. She's just like, we need to make you a superstar. You got to work hard. And then they go to like a factory and then the factory, uh-oh, they're replacing the workers with machines. I I felt like they were tipping yes. at something that was interesting, automation, yes, yes. and they're replacing but they're machines. like, we're only going to do it for one scene. And that's they don't, yeah, there was like a fun thing there. They were starting to a path, but they didn't go, they didn't do anything with it, but. Yeah, I got excited at the thought of that. I was like, ooh, you could do something cool here. And then we start meeting our naked Terminators from the future. Just start. And this, apparently, they get dropped midair instead of on the ground. So yes, that was interesting. That there was multiple. Her. So we meet Mackenzie Davis. She's naked. She falls bridge. off a bridge. And then the cops come. And uh, It's a strange action scene where she's naked. But they're, it's an R-rated movie. And they're trying so hard not to show her. Yeah. And then there's one shot from far away that they do show her naked, but she seems to be like digitally blocked, sort uh-huh. of. So like she has no nipples, so she's naked, but <laughs> just butt. She's nippleless, yeah. but you see the front, but there's yeah. no, you know, I, that's it's like just don't show it then. What, well, what are you it, doing? Or because she's an augmented human. Oh yeah, is augmented, that what it is? Augmented hu- humans have no <laughs> no nipples. Yeah. They can't lactate, so what do they need nipples for? Yeah. <laughs> That's what they realize. They She'd just be lactating lithium. They're like, it's not safe. Just get rid of the nipples. <laughs> so, yeah, and then Diego Bonetta. Uh, no, Diego Luna. Sorry. No. Uh, Gabriel Luna <laughs> uh, shows up. Ah, that's confusing. He shows up at her, like, basically at her residence, right? God, he's five minutes late. If he's there five minutes earlier, the movie's over. He literally misses her by a few minutes. But that's the... Wait, I mean, they must have really knew, known the location. But why? Yeah. Because I feel why like the not? other ones, they're like kind of at a distance and they have to like track them down. And Right. They can't find them. They just like basically get like dropped like kind of randomly. In her home. Like, oh, I'm in your house. He's yeah. dropped right outside of her front door, basically. Yeah, you're right. Why not just drop it? Can they not drop, pick when they choose? Like, do it in the middle of the night and just stab her in her bed. I, I did mean, like that. The, like there was like laundry hanging out and it, like froze. Wall. Yeah, that was cool. And starts dropping and, and shattering, shattering everywhere. Yeah. That was pretty cool. I thought it was funny. So again, you're not really seeing anybody naked. 
Even though it was funny because in Terminator 2, Schwarzenegger is like walking around naked for five minutes, isn't he? Mm-hmm. He like walks through the whole town naked yeah, with his yeah. butt out, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because it was funny. I, when Mackenzie Davis, when you saw her butt, I was like, ah, oh, it's gratuitous nudity. Just now we got a woman. You got to see her naked. And I was like, no, wait a minute. Schwarzenegger and Robert Patrick are naked much more than this. <laughs> it's also cool to see somebody that tall. Yeah, just she's very, she's like really tall. tall. Her neck is. Yes. I mean, a lot of people's torsos are not that long. We're seeing we're seeing a run on tall tall action. I mean not action maybe, but what? We got Debicki. We got Mackenzie oh Davis. Yeah, I don't know if she's in action. Maybe you're right. Maybe Debicki. the Charlie's Angels girl if she keeps getting bigger. Belins- Ella Belinsky. We had uh, Elizabeth Winstead, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yes. Tall. She's right neck and neck with Will Smith. You're right. Neck we're in some and t- neck. <laughs> they mix. They yeah. mix. <laughs> yeah, definitely getting some. They're height. taking over. <laughs> There's no more rules for short actresses uh, yeah Debicki's like an alien she's so tall and she played one I guess in Guardians of the Galaxy too. you're right I'm sure we'll cover that at some point it's a sequel we're obligated we'll be there what's it called Guardians of the Galaxy 2 volume 2 oh I don't think oh. it has a no subtitle huh I hope not oh. it does it's like it's probably like the golden army or something Oh, I would have thought they would have gone with something, you know, because he's got his little tape, like, mixtape massacre. Ego's revenge. Yeah. Oh, wait, I was just going to say, I thought it was funny. So he's dropped in naked. You're not really seeing anything. And there's a woman's hanging laundry. And he, you think he's going to grab the shirt and put it on. And he touches the shirt. He doesn't even need to put it on Mm because he's got a power where he can just, if he touches it, he can appear like it. And so it appears that there's a shirt on him. And then they cut to the next scene, and I was like, wait, it would have been really funny if, because he's not touching pants, if yeah, he just yeah, showed yeah. him and he's just, just there. Pantless. Pantless yeah. with a shirt on. Just dong, all dong. <laughs> that was their thing. They were like, hard Terminator it. movie, all dong. Like, it's R-rated. <laughs> we're going for it. Uh, Bring it on. So he, let's just say, like Gabriel, Gabriel Luna's character is supposed to be like an amalgam of Robert Patrick's T- Terminator 2 yes. metal, liquid metal terminator and arnold schwarzenegger is just all metal yeah i guess it's like this kind of black liquid metal over a metal exoskeleton so at some points he can be basically two terminators which seems like well if the liquid metal one can operate on its own without the metal one what do you need the metal one for i mean i guess then you've doubled your you have two at some points but yeah it seems endless it seems like you could just keep multiplying then or that was wait that was one downside with terminator 3 rise of the machines was Robert Patrick's liquid metal. He can become all kinds of different things. Mm-hmm. And then she, her left arm turns into a gun laser thing. And you're like, well, we already have guns. That's, yeah. It seemed like a great power. That's the next evolution. We went from a metal robot and then the first Terminator to liquid metal. And then the next evolution is, yeah, she got a little hand cannon. <laughs> it's like, and she's hot. Yeah. yeah. So she can make her boobs bigger. Really the same leap and we like, went from Terminator 1 to 2. It's so like, T2, he could become a woman and be hot. Like, it doesn't... Yeah. It's not like... Yeah. The machines will rise once they become women. Yeah. Right. So, you're right. David Luna, uh, Diego Luna, God, is definitely in the vein of... Gabriel. Oh, God. (laughs) The Luna brothers. This is... We're not even brothers. We should announce a new drinking game. Every time I call Gabriel Luna, Diego Luna, you can take a shot. I'm not a big drinking game guy. I feel like... We don't need excuses to drink. Just take a shot. Let's take a shot. Rather, you're gonna say like a smoking. Every well, time I say his name wrong, smoke. 
Take a huge puff. Hey, do that too. So let's get back into it, into the asteroid. Well, wait, it was oh. important what you brought up. Um, a friend of ours, friend of the podcast, made an interesting point. He's saying Schwarzenegger just visually is so intimidating, right? He's huge. Yes. Whereas like Robert Patrick, even though like theoretically he's more threatening than the first Terminator, you know, because he's liquid metal and he can become other people and he can turn his arms into sharp things. But he's just not as physically imposing, you know? Uh-huh. So he's not as intimidating as a villain. But even even he has like a scowl. Whereas that, when you get to uh, the blonde woman in the third one or now Gabriel Luna, there you go, in Boom. this one, they're even though theoretically, rationally speaking, they're threatening, they're they're you don't get that feeling as a viewer because they're just not as intimidating visually. But wait, well, we were arguing that the second one is the best one. So why would I uh, see? I thought Robert Patrick is, he's not, he's not a blunt instrument like Schwarzenegger, but he's a chameleon and he uses that really effectively. And then he's a chameleon. That's a cop. That's like a, he's just a regular white cop. It looks like, and he's yeah. like, he does the friendly, like, Oh, hi, I'm just coming in. I'm just, uh, but he's still like, creepy. Robert yes. Patrick is a great bad guy. He's got a great scowl. He's mean. And, but, but not even just the mean, but he, he does looking. the friendly stuff. Like, and you're like, Oh shit. That he feels like that's a robot from the future. Who's pretending to be human just to get your trust. And then when he caught, when they make a call, uh, Edward Furlong calls his home and he's like, got both of the step parents killed with like his metal yeah. arms. And he's like half turned into one. It's like, Right, 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 right. Like, no, I look. I'm this not. Is this isn't my point. Dangerous. This is somebody else's point. But I wanted to raise it here because it definitely seemed true for Gabriel Luna. And it's funny because we saw Tim Miller, the director, interviewed after, and he was asked about the casting. And one of the things he liked about Gabriel Luna was how he could go from friendly and charming, you know, when he needed to talk to people, and then just in a second he could go all icy and scary. Yeah, I didn't get the icy. I didn't either, right. I'd I feel like, like they would always cut away before he would, and he would just be like a robot. But his charming was good, especially yeah. with his Texas accent. Yeah, well, he's from Austin, I looked up. Uh, so that's a, that's probably natural. Um, yeah, and then even at the Q&A, he I mean, seems, he was speaking with a Texas accent. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. <laughs> I expect, I was like, I guess he's from Texas. I loved, there's a great part where they're asking Tim Miller about what he looks for in actors when he's auditioning them and they're doing tests and read throughs to, you know, and he said, well, if somebody comes in and they've just rehearsed and they're just doing it one way, you know, I like to throw them curveballs and see how they react and adjust. And I like to fuck with them a little bit, um, and see how they can respond, you know, and see if they can react in the moment and be reflexive and not just have it memorized. And Gabriel Luna cuts him off and he's like, dude, you're just describing acting, bro. <laughs> <laughs> reacting in the moment and, and taking direction yeah. and doing different things that's acting so yeah yeah he definitely seemed charming but not intimidating and i agree with you and that, this is what i said the other time right robert patrick is yes, he's icy he's scary all right we're back in but it's just the fact that he has those two powers just it's like yeah we're just combining the first two movies yeah it's like yeah we couldn't really think of anything else to do yeah. but we wanted to still make it the story centering around Two row, two Terminators coming back to kill this one girl, who's our star, who I thought was me. But yeah. the, some of it, I'm like, I don't know how much you, what you you're said to do is just like so one note. I don't know if that's on you or. It's funny 
this uh, Natalia Reyes had nothing against her, but she just looked like a so similar, but also to just a Dora? notch below Isabella Moner. Moner, Moner. She changed her name. What? Merced now. Really, Isabella Merced. Huh. Yeah, I remember reading an article and being like, "Why are they showing a picture of yeah. Dora the Explorer, but having her name as Merced?" And they did were she like, get married? Introducing. Or? No, huh. maybe she's going by a different parent's name that happens is that because moner is too close to boner was she getting they were ma- mocking uh, her hmm. i always worried it was a little close really just visually huh i, I don't know i'm asking i never know i never did that i didn't oh i never thought <laughs> is that, that how juvenile i am <laughs> i i have the mind of a kid in the playground in second grade well uh-huh. maybe i guess actually it's worse if it's moner that's not great if that's how you, if oh, Moner, right. Like, oh, are you oh, a Moner? Yeah. They probably were pronouncing it that way. And she's like, it's Moner. Yeah. And she, you know what? Actually, well, she's Hispanic. It's, it's probably Monet. Merced. Yeah. Merced. Yeah. Okay. Merced. 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 All right. I, d- I agree. She looks like her stunt, the stunt. So double. much like her, but not, you know. And but it's funny because Isabella yeah. Moner, Merced, has done like, what, two movies? Yeah. She's Dora, and then she did uh, the, the Sicario. Oh, and Transformers. She's All not, right. She's, she's not doing anything. I like her. She's good. I like her a little bit more. A little bit more. She's a notch above. Yeah. But it's funny. I'm to, happy she's not in this. But I would have been. Yeah, nice yeah, yeah. Nice. True, true. Good for her. <laughs> I'm glad she's doing great work like Transformers the last night. I'm glad she's. Dora. Dora the Explorer. She isn't. I'm glad she's not slumming in a movie like this. I'm being sarcastic in case you, it's not clear. <laughs> <laughs> I think people get once you say Transformers. I, 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 like, I, I, well, we haven't been saying very nice things about this. So when I said slumming and sitting this, I wanted to make sure that. Yeah, I mean, we haven't said it's not. You wouldn't describe this as bad, right? No, 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 no. But it's almost worse than bad, and <laughs> that it's indifferent. I'm like watching every scene. I go, I guess that was a scene. But it's so. But this is what I'm saying. The tent pole of the little family sitcom with the terminator dad in the middle mm-hmm. to me makes the whole thing worthwhile like okay. i don't like I agree. it it's I not agree. bad that in and of itself made uh-huh. me laugh enough and i thought it was clever enough and it was cool seeing arnold schwarzenegger being back in the pocket after all these years yes. he's he's not just i mean we should say he's funny but he's he's so good in that role the way he controls his body i don't know if you noticed but when his wife leaves mm-hmm. so basically yeah, he's got this wife, and he basically tells her, which was a cool moment because his classic line was always, I'll be back. Yeah. And she's like, what did you tell your wife? And he basically sums it up with, I told her I won't be back. Yeah. And you're like, that's oh, that's good. cool. It was a lot better than Sarah Connor's, uh, yeah, be, I'll, I'll be back or I'll something. be back. She says it in the preview, and you're like, no, one, necessary. no one's coming back to see yeah. this movie. <laughs> that's the, your ending line, like, oh, great. Um, Thank you. But Bad preview, a, but too, by the way. <laughs> yeah, we're we're going to talk about that in yeah. one second. Let me just finish this, yes. though, and then that's, we'll definitely need to talk about that. Uh, the family was driving away, um, and he made some comment about, like, I thought it was a benefit that I couldn't really, like, love, you know? And now I realize it's a weakness or something. When the fam- And when they drive away, he has this look, like, I want to care, and then he like looks down and it's very robotic and he's like, ah, but I don't really, you know, like 
Yeah. Oh, it this is when sad. I would it care. And then yeah. he kind of like looks down like, no, like he's processing it, you know? And you're just like, wow, you're still like doing, like you're, you're really taking to heart that you're a, a robot, that you're a cyborg. I mean, that's the sad part of the movie is like, I wanted to be with him and his family. Oh. I didn't need the whole term, you know? I could have watched the whole movie. I could have watched a whole a trilogy of that. I would have watched that. And he's got beers and he's watching football. You know, and I mean, when, yeah, who wouldn't want to watch football with a Terminator? When they're sitting outside and he's got the flannel shirt on and he's sitting in an Adirondack chair and he's petting his dog. Yes. I mean, it's hysterical. Just the image of him. He's got his beard now. Ah, I would totally watch a whole trilogy of him just doing that. But it was so good seeing that. Okay. Now. Yes. That said, the preview. Ooh. Preview shows everything about the movie. When we the saw the thing. interviews after, they said there's they can't talk about anything because there's no spoilers because the movie hasn't come out yet. You know, it's an early screening. And I said to you, what could they spoil? The preview spoiled everything. I don't know what else. Especially with Arnold in the preview, that's out. That seemed like a desperate move. Yeah, to show him in there. It seemed like and Linda Hamilton. I mean, hey, you got to keep something. And but just also the beats in the preview seem to be. Yeah. Identical to what, how the movie plays out. So they were like, oh, I guess they're going to go to that place at some point. There's no surprise. I, I, so I was wondering watching this, you know, James Gunn made a great case for why it doesn't matter and spoilers are nonsense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, then you can look up his tweet. We, we could put it out if you want. But Only if we want. Yeah. If you like it. But he's basically, probably dele- he's probably deleted. Them but all. basically, he was like saying, like romantic comedies, you know, the couple's gonna get together. Action movie, you know, the good guy defeats the hero. Like it's not really about the mechanics like that. It's the hows and whys, right? It's the nuance of movies that make them worth watching. You know, mm. I mean, think about it. We watch movies more than once. It's not like, oh, I know what's gonna happen. Why would I watch it? We love seeing certain great lines, interesting drama, attention, right? This movie. I really feel like it would have benefited. I, if you went in not knowing where it was going and Linda Hamilton shows up as Sarah Connor again after all these years, you know, and then... No, they, if you if you cut the opening, I agree. Yes, Having her yes, in that yes. opening... That's a good point, actually. Her, You're right. It makes her, when she shows up, being like, I oh, yeah. Right, well, we and know her, she's coming back. Her hair is ridiculous in this movie. It didn't that, bother me that much. Really? No. It looks like she's... Halle Berry in a storm in last stand, I think, but yeah. it's just, it's too well done. It was pretty well done for a character who's supposed to be like, I've given up on life. I just killed terminators. I get and she a just has a ponytail in the terminator too, yeah. even right. That's a simple pulled back. Yeah. I've met her in real life recently and she's, did we talk about this already on another pod? I feel like I, <laughs> I feel like I've been talking about oh, this a lot lately, oh. but maybe it's just cause this movie's coming out. Yeah. You know, she's living in New Orleans and she's got like purple hair and she's real hippy dippy and aloof in the best possible way, you know, but the opposite of Sarah Connor, you know, I mean the opposite of Sarah Connor. I loved, you know, she used to, I forgot, I totally forgot she used to be married to James Cameron and they each said in their own way that the reason it didn't work out was that James really was in love with Sarah Connor, not with Linda Hamilton, you know. So Um, it shows you how good a performer she is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, she's a good actress. I wish she'd do more. That I mean, yes, I. That's a good point. She's was, good in this. I thought she was good. Yeah, I mean, and she's a little nice too, a little too. One note doesn't seem to have gotten any of. Because like, yes, Arnold kills John Connor in this new movie, right? 
But there's a version of Arnold that was like John's father in the second movie. And yeah, in the second like, movie, he saves so him. She the must whole have movie. like a complicated relationship with him. Like, yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's a shame that scene doesn't work better because that would complicate things, I guess. But yeah, that's what I thought too. I was like, he's not all been bad. He the whole second movie, he's on your side. I did like that part though. That the even though the scene sucks, yeah. I do like the idea that. It almost would have been better if you cut that scene and then when she meets Arnold, she's like, no, he killed my son. And you're like, what? Yeah. We didn't know that. That was a, a reveal we weren't aware of. Like that information wasn't given to us until that point. We go, because oh, you'd be watching uh, as a viewer of T2. You go, she should love Arnold. Because that's what I thought in the preview. I went, wait, she should love Arnold. Saved her. Saved yeah. Him. Right. When she, she still, wants I was, to kill him and everything, it's like. Whoa. That would be, that's a cool, be like, wait, why does she want to kill him? I know I killed your son. You could, I wonder if you did that scene not in the beginning. What if you did that as a flashback? Yes, I think it's right? a little better. I mean, still you'd have to make it good. But like, yeah, look but that good. might help, I wonder. This movie had something interesting. I don't know if I've ever, I don't know what other movies have this. They have flashbacks that are in the future, which is funny. So they're like future flashbacks. flashbacks for a person who's in the future is now fla- yeah yeah so when their their memories are actually taking us 40 years in the future which is kind of funny Mackenzie, for flashbacks Mackenzie davis is flashbacks to when she's fighting in the future yeah yeah to the like human rebellion i the first one when they're in that like spaceship i really liked that scene i was like i'd watch a movie of this which like, would have been like salvation too terminator salvation right which in the parts of salvation i like, yeah. like sam worthington's storyline and just some of the look of the not the, the not the too much of the look, but the idea I like of going to the future and actually seeing those battles, just well, because that one didn't really work and people didn't resonate. I was like, just keep you can keep the yeah. next one might make it work. Sam Worthington's cool in that one, yeah. and you know who I liked in it, who we don't see anymore, unfortunately. Uh, and I yes. thought of her in this was Moon Bloodgood. I miss her. Yeah. yeah. Now she's a she's a a favorite of the pod for sure. Yeah, yeah we love Moon Bloodgood. Just. So her and, yeah. and uh, the problem with that movie is it's not enough. She's paired off with Worthington. It's not enough of the two of them. We got, you know, uh, it's back when uh, Christian Bale was doing his Batman voice in other movies. Oh, yeah. You and me ever been at war Ooh. since before either of us were born. You know, it's like, all right. <laughs> yeah, he's the, wor- he's the worst. Enough of you. And Bryce Dallas Howard playing Jessica Chastain. At the time, we didn't know they were different. Isn't, wait, isn't she playing oh, wait. an older version of the person from the third one, Claire Danes? She's playing Claire Danes' character. Oh. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. I don't, I don't, not a huge fan of hers. I don't like Christian Bale doing Batman when he's not Batman. And he's just not John Connor. Yeah. But he's so different from the John Connor we're expecting. But, oh, I guess the one thing I wanted to say with that one was, this I wanted to watch that during this, which seemed like a bad sign for this one because I didn't particularly like that movie. I know. That, um, that's I feel like I kept thinking with all these. I was like, I guess I'd watch Genesis again, even though I know it's terrible, yeah. just to laugh at it because <laughs> I don't know. Or, or like I was like, maybe I'll watch Genesis just and fast forward just through the Arnold scenes yeah. to see if he's just as funny and like he just can make he's effortlessly this character or yeah because this one with the future scenes you're right i i literally was like oh i wonder if terminator salvation's on any of the streamers i would watch that tonight now i kind of want to (laughs) 
Definitely not a good sign for your for your movie. Even well, Rise for the Machines, right? You can't help but think of them. This movie wants to erase them. Oh, it's just a sequel to Terminator 2. Come on. Don't That's not what this pod is about. We're not about forgetting sequels. We're supporters of those sequels. Flawed as they may be, look. Hey, we'll acknowledge they exist. You can't pull them from my memory. They're yeah. there forever. Look, Rocky Five will all gladly forget, but all the other sequels we need to remember. But that's just from brain damage. That's why we don't remember yeah. Rocky Five. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, even to be honest, even Rocky Five has lines I love. Tommy Guns will fight anytime, any place. Oh yeah. Uh, how about right now? Only in the ring. Tommy Guns only fights in the ring. Oh yeah. Well, my ring's outside. <laughs> yeah, it's a great back and forth. You know, you can't take that away from us. You can, hopefully, <laughs> please. Especially all those scenes of just we're outside Rocky's Sun School again. We only we only got one set for this movie, unfortunately. Yeah, the fact that it doesn't end with an actual boxing match that ends with a street brawl is pretty unbelievable. I don't know how that ever it got almost past seems the like, first draft. Yeah, it just seems like they were like. What's like the worst idea for a Rocky movie? He gets brain damage. Oh, it all takes place outside his son's school. Oh, they don't even fight boxing matches. Oh, they, they fight in the streets. Oh, great. It's actually, is, it's like impressively bad, right? It's yeah, like but every it's, worst. If you, it, you know, you forget where it falls in his career. I don't forget. We, do we, no, no, so, I know. Okay. We've talked about it, but yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah. easy. I feel like throughout my life, I've, you know, you, because also he brings back the Stallone started directing those Rockies. He brings back the director of the first, so it's like we got to class it back up. We got to do a more prestige kind of thing. But it's so crazy that he's coming off the biggest year of his career. It's like his two biggest hits in Rocky Four and Rambo Two, that are so zany. I mean, he even said he thinks Rambo Two is a cartoon, you know, and Rocky Four is just a series of montages to eighties music. It's like a long music video. And I'm not putting it down. I'd love Rocky Four. I've sometimes toyed with it's the best. Is it my favorite one? <laughs> best montage of all montages. Yeah. <laughs> That's all the movie is. Just, yeah. Is would you a like series of montages? Do you like montages? And people are like, I do. And they're like, Would you just like lots of them <laughs> continually? Yes. For like eighty <laughs> minutes? Is that a, is that a, is that enough Rocky for you? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be back to work. Yeah. Yeah, it's so strange that he has these two huge hits, and then his response is, okay, now let's go smaller, let's try to act and make it deeper, you know what I mean? And he misses on that. It's such a <laughs> He misses on, on even the attempt, but it's such an interesting response to, you know, these larger-than-life cartoon massive hits that he has. Would you consider, then, let's get back to this sequel, an interesting take because i think it's not the story seems like they were like let's just do it again what is like the worst dark fate dark fate yeah it's the same thing right the only thing you're adding is that the Mackenzie davis is like a souped up human and then they don't really do much with that except that she needs like these shots of like i don't know what yeah that doesn't do much for you the only other thing i guess i sort of liked um i mean i like the idea of but it didn't really hit very hard was you know, they assume Natalia Reyes is going to give birth to the leader. And then later on, it's revealed that, you know, you're not a woman that 
creates a man that becomes a leader. You're the leader. You're the future. You know, like I like that idea. That's empowering. But it's so on the nose. And when they say it the first time, like you're going to give birth to the. That's like what Sarah Connor says. She assumes she's going to give birth. That she's. And they the say it so blatantly that you're yeah. like, oh, I know where this is going. But also Mackenzie Davis is standing right there. Why wouldn't oh, yeah. she say it there? Just and she explains, rationalizes later, but it just doesn't make any sense. It's just ridiculous. But that's all they're they're there. Yeah. All of their dialogue is just like, well, what happens in the future? What about this? What are instead of like spending time well, this, building I'll, relationships, it's just like where do we yeah. go? Where do we go? He's coming here? Okay, we're there. In the future, you're this. So I am from here. You're right. Here. This is the same model of Terminator and Terminator Two where it's somebody sent Three. back to kill yeah. and you just have fright. But here's why I'll raise my little sitcom in the middle should also be the whole entirety of the movie or where you build the movie off of because it actually actually raises a lot of interesting questions about purpose, right? Where the Terminator, after he completes his mission, he doesn't know what he's supposed to do with himself now. Now he's just stuck in the past with he's no goal or mission, right? Like Terminators don't just kill people blindly. They're programmed, mm-hmm. you kill that person and nothing will get in their way until they kill them, right? But once he does kill Connor then what the hell is he supposed to do with himself, right? And so he starts learning and trying to become human and and give himself purpose. And so he saves this woman and her son who aren't doing well and nurtures them and is basically like studying humanity. And then he's, because he took the son of Sarah Connor, you know, he meets this uh, Loretta, we're calling her, and, you know, he gets to know the son. And once he has a son, he realizes what he took away from Sarah Connor. So then he starts sending her text messages, telling her where all the Terminators are going to be sent back. And so she's been killing Terminators, which I would also raise interesting movie. Her just as a Terminator, as this Terminator assassin getting these text messages. And then she finds out that she's getting them from him. And when she asks, why are you doing, why did you do that? He's like, I needed to give your life purpose. Like I took it from you, take you know, mm. like that whole idea of purpose and humanity. Those are like interesting questions you could get dig more into and just scrap the rest of the movie. Yeah, and her being this Terminator assassin, they keep sending Terminators back, and she keeps popping up there to to kill them. That's and they're cool. the two best characters, so or people yeah. in it, and yeah, and them playing off each other is still funny too. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean that that's the movie. You don't need young people. I don't need young people. The only thing I think I like that Mackenzie Davis did was at one point when I think Sarah Connor is like, I'm going to get in your way. And Mackenzie Davis is like, you better not or I'll fuck you up. I was like, holy (laughs) shit. I was like, damn. Okay. Damn. I didn't know they, do they still talk that way in the future? Oh my God. I guess in 20 years they're still like. She was interesting because she has moments where I really like her look or like the look she's giving, you know, and what she's doing. And then there's others where she just looks very like bug eyed and mm-hmm. I'm huh? like, what are you huh? going for there? Huh? What's happening? Uh, Wait, what's my character again? What's yeah. What's she do? Um, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't really decide if how much, I, if I liked her or not. I, the way they have her moving in the action scene seems so unnatural. Took let's a lot look, of let's wait. So let's go yeah. quickly through. The plot before we get to even the sitcom part because we love that part. Yeah, I, I could kind of just I could that. spend the whole yeah. podcast in there. So Luna kills the father of the main girl, Natalie Reyes. Goes to their job at the factory, attacks. Mackenzie Davis shows up and saves them. Yeah, I don't know how Mackenzie Davis even snuck onto that factory. Remember she like kills, she like knocks a guard out and takes his uniform. It's like Mackenzie Davis is not gonna 
you'd be like, wait, who's this gringo lady yeah. in this this I tall, know. six foot tall gringo lady doing in this? Look factory. at this statuesque, blue eyed, <laughs> blonde woman who just walked in here. <laughs> right, she'd stand out like a sore thumb. She, anyway, she sneaks in, and Luna sneaks in, so they fight it out. It's whatever. Yeah, nothing, nothing too. You Didn't know, you neither think this is enough. another example where the action scenes are kind of the most boring part. Yeah, it's not like they're bad or like they're not shot. I don't know. They're just like not what's they're happening. Shot fine. They're fluid yeah. and clear, but yeah. it's, it's too like, much CGI. It's just not very suspense. Yeah, you're just not invested just people enough. swinging like, oh, I hit him and I hit him there. And then, yeah, I don't know. They're not doing anything creative either. It's like yeah. a lot of just like, I've got a, oh, here's a pole. Hit you yeah. in the head. Oh, here, I got something else. Hit you in the head with that. Okay. All right, we got to run. Oh, I got a gun. Shoot him in the head. Okay. There was just explosions and fire too. I wanted to be real and more visceral. It's so crazy that Terminator 2 is like still like the high watermark for computer effects and just great action. And it's 1992. And it's so long ago. I mean, this this is a sequel to that movie that's coming out so, it's so much later and it looks worse. It just doesn't make any sense. We should say, we should make a note because the cinematographer was at the showing. The future, that first future scene when they're in the little spaceship and they land and they're fighting, that was shot with different lenses, new uh, lenses, these new Arri lenses. Those were the 6K or whatever? No, no, no. They, they were going to shoot the that. whole movie in 6K and they didn't. But those were just shot with different lenses, not the different cameras. Hmm. Yeah, they were good. Um, they were like new spherical anamorph, you know, or no, they were shooting the present day what we were watching in anamorphic and those are like these spherical new airy lenses they i thought that had a really cool look so let's skip i guess skip ahead a little bit to there's a few scenes where they chase after each other and nothing it's whatever and then wait did we get to my scene number that's what i was gonna lead to because they take a train to get to this uh, that uncle that we described earlier who doesn't react to anything even finding out that machines are coming after his niece from the future before they get to him they take a train and it's just like sin ombre yeah the movie turns into sin ombre for a couple and the, scenes. And the, the riding on the is like the same kind of like music yeah a little like strumming okay. guitar that is a good score actually i liked it really good score wait which terminator dark fate or sin ombre i liked the the part that seemed like it was in sin ombre Oh, but I don't know if I know the Sonoma music. I Ooh, think I might have heard it. I might have, we might have played it. I think I've probably heard it. It's good, and I think it's bigger and more intense than you're thinking, actually, than that little guitar strumming thing. Oh, actually, that, that reminds me. Sonoma, directed by... Carrie uh, Fuganaga. Carrie Fuganaga. It's doing the new Bond. I yeah. heard a rumor. What? Not a rumor that I hope is not true, that uh, Rami... Remy, Rami? Rami? Ma- yeah, Malik. 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 His villain is going to be... What kind of villain? Gay? No. That would, oh. No. Eco. <laughs> he's going to be an eco <laughs> terrorist. Yeah. He's going to have like an algae farm or some shit. I don't know. But I don't know why. that's not true. That. But <sighs> Enough of our villains being eco. Yeah. I guess Bond already did the gay one. And it was Javier Bardem, I guess. It's oh, big time. Right, yeah. 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 Another eco. I, why do they keep doing this? Who's funding these movies? Is it like, has oil just taken over Hollywood completely? And terrorist. Like, Every villain must be an eco-terrorist. I like in Quantum of Solace and the guy just wants water and he's like 
Drinking valuable. water, clean water. It's really valuable. Yeah. Like we think of it as nothing, but it's not nothing. It's and people really don't like important. that one. They're like, oh, it's not fantasy enough or behind or something. Whatever. I was like, what do you mean? Dumb idiots. He's just going after water. You're like, yeah, that's the cool part about it. It's a good one. People don't know what they're talking about. If you have water, you you run everything. Going back to this movie, do yes. you think it was interesting that they don't really? It's all there's so much about immigration and crossing the border, and they don't touch on it. They don't get into any Trumpy stuff, walls or anything. I guess they go they under just the wall. Have it. It was that it's their. Like, it's like was that their comment? Wait, was that their dig at Trump that they're like, look, if you build a wall, they're just gonna dig go right underneath it because they do that and this. They basically like yeah, crawl right true. under as if it's nothing, as if it's not even there. It's like screw your wall. Or your I think some of it is also like, see the people you're locking up. One of them could be the savior of humanity. Yeah, yeah, maybe that. And you're like, oh. Yeah, I didn't think like that. They could be the savior from a AI taking us over, so we should not throw them in cages. Were you were you hurt that I was hurt. <laughs> oh, I was hurt. They use potato chip bags because they're foil to scramble tracking and they you could put a cell phone in and they can't track you whatever. I mean, that's ripped right out of Enemy of the State. How true is that? Uh, that is it it just feels like something that's not true. Yes. That they, that you know, Sarah you Connor see that every once in a while in movies where it's like, yeah. well, that other movie did it, so we'll do it. And it's yeah. like, come on, that's probably not even true anyway. And, and that movie did it. Movie. That yeah. movie did it. You don't get to do it. Do something else. Do Scramble it some other way. But it doesn't, that's not, or Sarah just, Connor would never do that. No. She's she like is. the smartest, badass chick in the second one. She's like, she knows everything about everything. Yeah. Also, like, I didn't get when Schwarzenegger, when she's like, have you been tracking me? And he's like, Look, if you want to put your cell phone in a bag of chips, put your cell phone in a bag of chips. As if, did, so was it not working? It wasn't working. No, she's dumb. Oh. And you're like, wait, Sarah Connor is dumb? Well, then how come Diego, Gabriel Luna couldn't track her that way? I don't think he was tracking her. I don't oh. think he knew who. Oh, because he didn't even know anything about yeah, her. Yeah, he yeah. was tracking the other girl. And she threw her phone out the window. Mm-hmm. I see. Mm-hmm. Oh. I guess that's sort of funny. Not really. I still don't like it. Enemy of the State did it. Come up with your own gag. Because we were wondering, and there was a Ruffles. We went to ArcLight Hollywood. They had a little. Well, they have all the costumes. Costumes yeah. from the thing. They actually don't look like the costumes at all. But no. I don't Her know mannequin is holding a bag just of for ArcLight. They're like, yeah, these aren't actually in the movie, but we're just making them for. Did you display. think the Ruffles were in the ch- in the movie? No. I kind of thought somebody was playing like a. I a thought prank. some custodian at the yeah. movie theater was like, oh, it'd be funny <laughs> if I put a bag of chips in this mannequin's hand and see if anybody notices. We can we can post that to the Twitter. We got pictures of it. It's fascinating. You got to see this bag of chips and a mannequin. <laughs> Blow your mind. <laughs> well, the movie it also it. was the chip thing didn't work. Like that, we don't know any. Re- there's no reason to believe Sarah Connor is a chip. Wh- what is she? Brad Pitt in Ocean's Eleven. You know, mm-hmm. is she Vince Vaughn in Wedding Crashers? Since when is she some chip fiend? I mean, it doesn't fit like the movie at all. No. Yeah, I mean, and they're in Mexico. What are they eating ruffles for? I guess you could probably get ruffles anywhere in the world in this day and age. But it'd be cool. If she's eating, you know, plantains or something. That's not Mexican. Ooh, uh, oh, chicharrones. Chicharrones. Those are good. A couple of those guys. Some pork rinds. So what else was there from this movie? So the sitcom part happens. Yeah, seeing nombre. The There's sitcom so many part. action sequences that kind of just blurring together. Where they're just like, I guess they're at a hangar or some shit, and then well, they get locked up at border patrol. They get border locked patrol. up at border patrol. They get 
But then they get away they so break easily. Break out easily, yeah. yeah. Luna gets chases after them. But then, yeah, that's the scene where, like, the helicopter is, like, 15 feet. And he's just like, oh, I could get there, but I won't. Yeah. I don't know. What's the line? I feel like he could stretch himself to get to it. I don't What's the limit on his stretching ability? I don't know, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, so then at one point they get onto a plane. That It's the plane from Fast and the Furious 6. 6. Yeah, there you go. They're taking a on. A C5 or something like that. It's the exact, same exact plane, and it's at night. It really felt like that scene. And then they take a parachute out just like Fast 7? Or is that Fast 6? Fast 7? Remember they take the parachutes to the cars? Oh, that it's, reminded it's a, me more of A Team actually. A Team, yeah. Me when too. they drop me the too. tank out of a plane because it's so turn. big, yeah. yeah. And the way it falls down, because in Fast Seven they fall down like vertically. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. In this one, the thing just goes horizontally down, which was much more like A Team. Yes, and I think it's on like a plank. It has to drive off of right. Yeah, that whole set piece. I don't know. And then they're underwater on the Hoover Dam. Right, I like how he runs underwater as if water. Like I don't care if you're a robot; it slows you. Can't you don't move like that underwater? You know, yeah, him yeah, and yeah. Schwarzenegger are fighting underwater, and they're just because they're robots doesn't mean water doesn't slow you down in the way. <laughs> you yeah. can't have the same fluidity. I mean, you might be fat, move faster, faster, somewhere. but yeah, you'd yeah. have to be somewhat, you know, different. I there was something kind of cool about when the plane is falling. They're having this kind of, it's not gravityless. It's not like Inception or the Matrix, mm-hmm. but the gravity is different and it's kind of flinging them around. There was a few interesting moments there, but I mean, not really, ultimately. What was the point of having that, remember that guy who gives them an EMP? Yeah. Coincidentally, Sarah Connor's like, I know a guy who get me something to kill the Terminator. That's what the EMP is going to kill him. I thought that was going to be somebody we recognized or something, the way wasn't they anybody. set it up. Yeah. And then they get the amp and you're like well that was convenient that she just happens to know some like military guy that's in the yeah, area yeah it was an amp and then the convenience just gets thrown at the and oh, he just we gave lost it to it. her like nothing yeah, yeah. Oh, i i could i could go to jail forever but here you go yeah. i owe you and you're like it for seems what? like a huge deal but then they, they just lose it they that. just lose it the next thing they're like oh we lost the amp yeah. we have to find another way and you're like why even insert that into this movie didn't you think he should have been played Potential. by joe Mor- morton yes even he, though that wouldn't make any sense, but you're like, you know what? I don't even care at this point. At that point, I'm like, you know what? Just give me Joe Morton. I don't know who this guy is. You set me up. Joe like, Morton could be in this, right? Well, no, I, he dies in Terminator 2, but whatever. You know. Yeah, you're right. He does die. I was just thinking of the scene, how great, that's such a great scene with the kid and at the house. Yeah, remember he has, the, he has that bomb where if you drop the weight on it, it'll blow. Yeah. I'm and he's fine. as he's dying and he's, he's his last breath, he's like... <laughs> Uh, Incredible movie. Is that, so much of that. I, th- I think I can remember the whole thing. Oh, yeah. I like how they brought him into Justice League to basically play Michael Dyson or whatever his name is. Bennett Dyson. Oh, right. Yes. Cyborg's creator. Yeah, he's exactly the same guy. Yeah. That was, yeah. that was good. I liked it. Yeah, I mean, I'm always happy to see him. Yeah. he You'll, you'll recognize his voice because he sets up one of our segments, right? Oh, you're right. Yes, he is our surveying the landscape from speed. Yeah. There's a gap in the road up ahead. Speak. You're kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was two things that disappointed me in the way this unfolded. Was one, I like that Sarah Connor says, when this is all over, to Schwarzenegger, the Terminator, Carl in this. Carl. He goes by now as Mm -hmm. a a, a sitcom dad. He's Carl. Sitcom dad. 
when this is all over, I'm going to kill you. And he says, yeah, I understand, which is great. That's in the preview, so they give it away. But I thought it was going to come to that, and they were going to be faced with that, and she's uh-huh. going to be like, damn it, like you've... The dilemma. You worked on my side the There's whole time, no but I still like yeah. need to kind of do this for myself. And like, would would you understand? And how do you feel about it? You've been working on trying to learn emotions, but you're still a robot. Like, how does how is this going to play out between the two of us? But no. Um, yeah, that I I felt like they teed that up. The end just kind of ends. There's a parachute underwater. That's from the the Hummer that drops, right? Yeah, yeah. That's underwater. He gets tangled up, and then they're in a refinery, and she's, we're not running anymore. This is the kill box. We're going to get him now. And they do, but so what? It's one of those ones where, because they say, you know when they say, like, the first cut was two hours and 50 minutes? It seems like when you have a cut that long, like, the stuff you end up cutting makes certain things that you keep not make sense, and I there seems like yeah, things yeah. like that. Where yeah, it's like yeah, kill yeah. box. Like, what did, did you mention that? Oh no, they mentioned the kill box a lot. That's what they mentioned when Schwarzenegger is sitting out in his Adirondack chair with the dog. Remember? Uh, uh. They set up the whole plan is that they're going to use her as bait. Oh yeah, the bait. And Mackenzie yeah. Davis gets very upset. Yeah. No, we're not using her as bait. And they're like, "Well, what's the alternative? What are you yeah. going to do?" And she's like, "We'll lock her at the the." bottom of a mine for all I care as long as she's safe and then the little girl's like I'm not gonna go be at the live at the bottom of a mine oh the mine shaft yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah see that that scene as much as I love that scene I just started I get lost in Arnold's uh I know flannel yeah <laughs> he's a very he looks like he's, he's in just, like a bounty commercial like he's yes, the bounty man he does now. like he That's really good, looks like he he is the bounty man or brawny man brawny man sorry yeah, not I the mean, bounty man Bounty was like a little, he's like a Michelin kind of man, isn't he? I don't, does or Bounty have no a man? man? I, I don't think Bounty, not. I think Bounty's thing was like, we stick to towels. That's I thought, but I thought, don't, in the commercials, don't they form a kind of sentient paper towel that mops things up and he's got like a little face? Or maybe I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I feel like Bounty doesn't even do commercials. They're just like, yeah, no, we're the, we're the top dog. We don't need to. We're good. Anyway, Everybody the brawny man literally wears the same exact final shirt that Schwarzenegger has in this. Yeah? Yes, almost. A little pinker, but yeah, a little more friendly. Still, I mean, he's... The updated yeah. version. He's totally Did playing. you think at all that Arnold has a second family in real life? And in this movie, he oh. has this family in a cabin in the woods. <laughs> he's like, can't tell anybody. We live secluded. This is the woman who had his second childhood. Yeah, I have a drapery business to hide my affairs yeah. from other. <laughs> Ooh, it's symbolic. It is. It's very symbolic. You got to hang man. up like, drapes in your life to block out certain things. Well, keep certain things private, you know? I wonder, do you think he, that crossed his mind at all? Throughout this? I don't know. That's a good question. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. <laughs> um, Did you hear? Yeah. Speaking of. Uh, Tom Brady is in a new movie. He has a cameo. I did. And he's coming out of a, a cheap, like, strip mall massage parlor. The Paul Rudd movie. Oh, yeah. The Netflix, Paul Rudd living with has yourself, like a, where there's yeah. two Paul Rudds. Two Paul Rudds. And he comes out of a strip mall massage parlor, and they recognize him, and they're, oh, my God, Tom Brady, what are you doing coming out of there? And he's like, it had nothing to do with Robert Kraft. It's not a nod to that. And you're like, how on earth could that not be and how would you not think even if it wasn't somehow connected when you got that presented to you you'd have to be like well wait a minute this is awfully 
He's like, literally, what happened to my boss? Okay. <laughs> I uh, maybe you think I, he filmed it before. No, I don't. I I don't believe him. Okay. There's no way, right? Yeah. I mean, like I said, even if they somehow conceived it different and weren't planning to cast him, and he ended up in it, he knew what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it's fine to do. I don't know. I, it doesn't mean me like. What are you saying anyway? Whatever. I mean, maybe he's in a way supporting what Robert Kraft did. Like, yeah, look, I'm doing it coming out <laughs> that would be better I'm, I'm in all support of my <laughs> he can do whatever he wants anything else from the plot anything else from the uh we skipped through some stuff but the action scenes are just this, yeah. Yeah. But we got we got the bulk of it we're inside the asteroid um what do you want to move on to casting call i think it's that time yeah any uh i mean we already did one with isabel is, yeah, Isabella Merced now. Merced, 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 yeah. And the uncle, can we... Who, who do you want in there? I saw anybody would have been better. Uh, Tuco from who? Breaking Bad. Oh. You know the actor from uh, Raymond Cruz. Oh, Raymond Cruz, okay. Yeah, he would have been great. I was, Alfred like, Molina what? popped what? into my head. He would, I don't he know would, he, his reaction to find... That's all I'd want, because his reactions in Breaking yeah. Bad when he finds that stuff, where it's like so over the top, but it's incredible. Him finding out that machines from the future are try, trying to kill his niece. What? You trying, to, you trying to mess with me, man? You trying to mess with me? Huh? He's another one we saw at one of these Q&A yeah. interviews recently, too, actually. Yeah, for Alien Resurrection. Yeah. Very excited guy. He was cool. I, I could see him as that, actually. I like that role for him. I'm on board Anyone for that. Else? Anyone else? Well, uh, what do you think of Mackenzie Davis? I like her as a actor. I don't know if I need her. I liked her more going in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it might be more the movie. I Yeah. I liked her a little. She's no moon blood good. I'll tell you that. Yeah, it just doesn't seem like a great fit. No. Oh, wait. So Gabriel Luna. I mean, that's... We're agreeing. I like like, the guy. He seems very nice. And charming. Yeah. And I like the accent. Uh, Yeah. I'd like to see him in other things. Yes. I don't know that that this was the role. No. uh, Yeah. I agree. Wait, I will say really? he told a story that he seemed to think was funnier than I think it was where Tim Miller is good friends with David Fincher and he showed him this guy's audition and Fincher looked at it and said, what's his superpower, freckles? Because he's got some freckles on his face, which was funny because I early in the movie, that's not a very funny story, by the way, I should point out. No, no one laughed. Everybody, no, it was awkward. And he kind of has, says everything as if it's a punchline. Yeah. And some of the things were funny yeah. that he said, like the acting bit. Making fun of Tim Miller. But yeah, so that one did not. Uh, but it was funny because I, I was thinking during the movie, the first time he like looks up, I was like, why would they make why would they make a Terminator with freckles? Why would they add that? You know? It seems like. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny because the Terminator is the best. Uh, Schwarzenegger's accent doesn't seem awesome. It seems like. Remember that old robot yes. voice computers mm-hmm. used to have when you could type and it would speak and, hello, I am, you yes, know, your computer. That's is why it? he's perfect for it. Yeah, yeah. he's like built <laughs> His for accent it. like seems like he's ro- more robot. It's almost like it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> fate to have been the Terminator. Not so dark though. Not so dark. Bright, bright fate. Um, So who would you, anybody you would want in that role? We yeah. haven't put a lot of thought in them. I mean, we just come out of the movie. I don't really... Yeah, I don't need it. It's Schwarzenegger's The Terminator. Robert Who would Patrick, I like to see in a care. Terminator... Not even these roles. In the universe for Terminator? Could The Rock be in it? 
I don't think so. No? I don't know. Maybe. I mean, he'd be great. He'd probably be like his Doom character a little bit. Yeah. Should be cool. I mean, we know he would work. Yeah. I'm surprised they haven't. They didn't call him. I'd be like, we need you to save our, yeah. our franchise is on the brink of collapse. It's, this is about it. I mean, he when he set out, he was supposed to, you know, he, we thought he was going to be the next Schwarzenegger. Now he's become this whole other thing. I guess he's Wait. bigger. Is he a bigger star at this point? He's just a bigger personality. He doesn't have the movies, the no, filmography, he but he's a huge deal and he's everywhere. And I don't know. He's interesting. He's but, almost become more Will Smith than... Because Will Smith doesn't have a great filmography when you really look at it. No. I mean, he, there was a point where it seemed like he couldn't miss. Will Smith. But it was quick. It was pretty short-lived. Yeah. yeah, when you look but back... But at the time, like, yeah. it was like when... Right, right. It's like when an athlete just suddenly turns it on and they're like, holy, sh- this guy, if he keeps this up, he's going to be the greatest player ever. And then it's like two years later, you're like, oh. Well, that's what a movie star it's used not- to be. It was, you knew, like if Tom Cruise was in it, even if you didn't like Tom Cruise, Tom Cruise chose good movies and the people with the best scripts yes. and the best directors yes. went, you know, hey, would you be in the, you're the movie star. Now, I mean, yeah, like The Rock can make six bad movies in a row. It doesn't matter. He's a movie star, you know. That was, and Will Smith had one of those runs where it's just like, if he was in it and you looked at it, you're like, that's weird. Or I don't know if that's going to be good. You're like, it's got to be good if Will Smith's in it. It has to be. Right? You really feel like, what was it, Seven Pounds? I think that's the one that really, and even it's not even the worst movie. I just feel like at that, I feel like people just were like, oh. That's his first movie in a long time that doesn't make a hundred million, yeah. right? But yeah. also, in like, feel like the movie movies, itself, people yeah. were just like, what are you doing? Will, what are you doing? Why are you in this movie? Yeah. I don't want to see you in this kind of movie. Oh, really? Because I thought it was just Pursuit of Happiness. I mean, that's a spiritual sequel. It's He's working know, with Gabriel Muccino. But people don't know that going in. I'm saying they're, they're seeing it thinking, why are you making this? Really? Because I felt like it It felt cheap. In like It was like Pursuit of Happiness we loved, but it was based on this real guy who was out and about and doing this interview circuits and on Oprah and everything. And you're mm-hmm. like, wow, this is a great story and very impressive and unusual. The single father and the mother was just like, I don't care about the kid. You raise the kid, you know? And, um, and this, you know, we talk about, um, you know, how it's not a meritocracy and you've got this really smart guy, this genius guy, and he's living on the streets and he's, you know, it's a real struggle. It's a great story. And then seven pounds seem like they're trying to do it again, but not a true story and a ridiculous story. <laughs> Completely mm. absurd. Really. Um, uh, yeah, and just far-fetching, like, trying to be that kind of movie, but the other one was authentically that kind of movie, you know? Hmm. I mean, just, yeah, so it didn't ring true. And people saw through it. So that's all I had for Guys and Call. Rock should probably be in a Terminator movie. But yeah. I think this is it. Don't you think this is it for a Terminator? I don't I see have them a making feeling, it. They're not going to make yeah. a sequel from this one. I don't it's not going to do well it. enough. It doesn't feel like it. And apparently but, this cost over $200 million, they were saying. You think this, so this puts the... What, like 10 years we're going to have until the next one? Or just none? God, yeah. I don't know. I mean, nothing dies. Terminators well, don't die. Yeah, yeah. yeah you can't, they can't be killed. I mean, it's pretty amazing that, like, after Salvation, you thought, ah, they botched it, right? Yeah, yeah. And then Genesis was even worse. I mean, Rise of the Machines, you thought, well, like, I, and That's we it. even liked it, but you're like, there's no, they don't, this is it. Yeah. And that kind of ended the franchise need, anyway because cl- there's closure to it. But no, but that one actually seemed like, oh, well, the next one needs to go in a new direction, which they did, new direction yeah. with Salvation. 
Salvation at least is not remaking yes. Terminator 1, 2, or 3. It's in the future. It's very different feel, aesthetic, look, right? Which is really what you should do. They should almost, you know, comic book movies now. You know, Joker just came out, which is like, hey, what if we took Taxi Driver and put the Joker in it? You know, mm-hmm. and Marvel does this a lot where they're like, what if we will do it like a heist movie and like out of sight or whatever. And even though we don't really see it as much as they say, you know. You could do that with a Terminator movie. I feel, well, I guess, what am I talking about? I've been talking the whole episode how I want them to turn it into a sitcom, yeah. a family sitcom. So, yeah, that's, that's a good idea. We should write that idea down. <laughs> it's funny. I'm sure there's been like a Family Guy episode of that or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you, you missed that South Park. Yeah, that happens. Exactly like that. <laughs> like, oh. It's so funny. I love that he's really good at changing diapers. He's really efficient. <laughs> Because he doesn't complain about it either. And he wouldn't smell it. It wouldn't be gross or Uh smelly to him. (laughs) No, it's not just that he doesn't complain. He said he's also very, like, efficient and really good at it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, He is. (laughs) They show his technique. That's one of the scenes. They show you how he does the diapers. Yeah. All right, it's time. Yeah. Development heaven. This is where we pitch ways to... Either fix the movie we just saw, or just continue the franchise, which we almost said. We just said this. I was. Uh, we just did it. I just did mine. R.I.P. Sitcom. Yeah. So yours. Uh, we just. But we just also said show. that this franchise is dead. Yeah. And now we're like, boy, we're bringing it back. Wait, are you gonna do what if they did a next one or what this should have? Like I have two pitches. One is what this could have been instead of going the same remake route. And we already kind of did a little bit where, like, I talked about the interesting questions that are raised. With him now not having a, a goal and a purpose and trying to find that, right? Yeah, that stuff's good. And Sarah Connor, like that idea that she's just killing Terminators willy-nilly go, you know, from one to the next is this Terminator so assassin is interesting. One idea is I think you have to, you actually have to fuck with the audience. Okay. And that we start to get attached with the person that's going to be saved. So you think this is just like all the other ones. And then you get that pulled out from under you to find out that no, no, no. The, the evil robot is actually the good robot and the good robot is evil the evil robot is trying to protect somebody who ends up going on and creating the legion or whatever skynet and kills everybody so this evil robot sent back that seems like the one that seems evil is actually that's wiping out innocent people left and right is actually good it has a good purpose it's good purpose is to kill this one person who will end up being it's killing hitler Essentially. Oh, so they'd be killing the Joe Morton character yes. in Terminator 2. But but the whole movie, you're thinking... And the bad one is nurturing and like making them smarter and educating them, yes. sort of, and like coaxing them into that. Hmm. But the whole movie, you're thinking, oh, this this person, I like, I like this person. I don't want them to get killed. And then it makes the audience have a tough decision of like, shit, should we... Oh, I do actually like that story better. That's an interesting moral argument. Yes. Like, should we want that person to get killed? Right. Even though We're we've attached with to them. them. Yeah. And we also have been presented. It also messes with the audience in that most of the time in our movies, things are good or bad. And we know who the good and the bad are based off the, what they dress or wear, how they how they treat others. This one, you immediately go, wait, but he's so good. Right. He's been presented so good. But then to find out that he's actually... It's a very yeah. Joe Morton, right? But just I was gonna say, yeah, it's 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 very Joe Morton. But that movie doesn't deal with it that much. No, that movie this deals the with center. the moral complexities of it, where mm-hmm. the son Edward Furlong is like, you can't kill this guy, and Sarah Connor is like, what are you talking about? This guy kills 
millions is, of people. Yeah, he's he he's the end of civilization is because of this guy. And he's like, but look, he's got this family and this child and whatever. And that attitude is what creates wars that yes, create yes, the AI right, too. Right, right, right. That's uh, why that movie's so good because yes. it brings in observations like that. Right. If you just start killing and then this is his son, a little child sees you killing. This is, you're proliferating all this violence hatred and violence. more violence. Yeah. It's a circle. Yeah. But so yeah, that's you one can do pitch. something with it. That's one thing. That. Okay. Yeah. I thought, why not mess with us? Especially since yeah. they're coming from a time we don't understand. And or if you don't show us also, the future, we don't know which side yeah. is which, which side we can trust. Because nowadays you're like, oh, I think that's the side I agree with. And then you find out, oh no, but they're funded by something that I don't actually agree with at all. And they're purposely putting out information to mess with. So that I makes everything seem too complex for me. And I just give up. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm just like disillusioned. And that's what they want. You know, like, oh, how do I win? Why do I, how do, what do I, what do I support? Well, even on that note of like fucking with the audiences, like we kept saying, we kept expecting this Terminator to become one of the other people in their True. circle. You don't know. Wait, is it the, you know they didn't really do much with him acting like other people or like appearing mm-hmm. incognito as other people every time he does it we know the audience knows it's just the people he's killing or interacting with don't know so my second pitch so they have a brief moment in this movie i guess we didn't actually touch on it we talked about Mackenzie davis's character in the future fighting the robots but we don't she actually witnesses as a younger it's a different character playing her yeah. As a young girl witnessing Judgment Day coming, but it's a different Judgment Day, and when the robots and everybody's freaking out, and I'm like, that's that's a movie. Why haven't we seen that? Like, how do people respond right when it happens? That moment is so important. When yeah. The first sign that everybody realizes, oh shoot, something's the wrong. Point. Yeah. Right. The machines are starting to kill us all. What are these Terminators? They're coming. People don't know what to do. They're freaking out. Like, what happened? It's very interesting. It's almost like a apocalypse movie, but the apocalypse is coming from these killer machines. So it makes it even, like, zombie-esque, too. I mean, I feel like we sort of saw that a little bit with another Will Smith movie, iRobot, right? The yeah. robots are starting to... Yeah, but just... Yeah, that, that movie's good. I, yeah. It's not a bad movie to model. Yeah. No, no, that's true. I like. I love that movie. I don't know how well it's aged. That's means a movie I might have yeah. been like during its first few. You're like, I really enjoyed that, and then you watch it now. You're like, eh. and you still get Shia LaBeouf in there, having a, yeah. having a fun time being Will Smith's pal. There's also something about Alex Proyas, who's the Australian director, that he did The Crow, and he also did a movie, the Nicolas Cage one, Knowing, which I always thought iRobot and Knowing are not nearly as good as they should be. There's just something about the way he made those when, like, on paper, they're not as good as they. Sh- I mean, I know that's a good concept. Oh, you think the concepts are better than? No, I think ex- knowing should be bad. Like bad it should yes. be another one of those laughable Nicolas Cage movies. As you're watching, it, you're like, "Wait, this uh, is pretty fun. Good. This is way good better than it should be. It has no right to be this good." Yes, I and I I credit him with that. iRobot, I guess conceptually, I mean, it's the Isaac Asimov thing, right? So they're better than they should be. Is really what it sounds like almost. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay. If, if I didn't say that, that's okay. what I meant. The reverse. I think you said it's not as good as they should be or something. Oh no, they are better yeah. than they have any right to be. So yeah, those are my the two pitches though. Those but I will point. add, we we should note he yes. also then did recently Gods of Egypt, which is not better than it should be. <laughs> Maybe worse. 
Oh, no, that's that's the worst. Yeah, that's the worst one. And Brenton Thwaites, we just talked about on Maleficent. He's in there. That's yeah, isn't he? That's one of his when Hollywood was putting him in all our he we forcing him down our throats. Damn. I mean that movie, that has a lot of actors. Isn't Elodie Young's in that right? Isn't huh? uh, how did you say her name? Elodie Young. That's her name. El- Elodie. Elodie. I don't know. Anyway, Electra from Daredevil TV show. You know what she's in that's really cool? Oh, I wonder if we'll have to cover this. This is a sequel. Uh, District B-13-2 Ultimatum. It's not she has two. all those tattoos, right? Yeah, and she has the mm-hmm. she has long like ponytail hair, and she has blades, knives in them, and she has a whole action scene where she's swinging them around yeah, and cool. chopping, guy, and the music's really cool. Yeah. That's I didn't like one that those... movie. It was just too corny. but No, but it's one of those movies we talked about earlier where there's like that one scene that's yes. so good, it kind of elevates the movie. You're like, well, I'm glad the movie exists just so we have that. Yeah. And now with YouTube, I can just go on and watch that one scene. Yeah. Uh, Egypt also has uh, Black Panther in it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chadwick. Chadwick's in there. Those, man. So it's got all the... It's the Marvel movie. Of <laughs> yeah. So that's that was our uh, Terminator Dark Fate. We tried to change its fate, make it brighter. A bright fate. Wait, did you pitch the second idea? Yeah, Judgment Day. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, so we had the, the Maleficent pod. We gave our little uh, addendum in this one a little bit. Hopefully yeah. TBS will take us up on our idea and we'll see oh, uh, Schwarzenegger starring his family dad, Terminator. Susie Homemaker, Brawny Man Edition, Terminator. Subscribe to hear more. Oh, wait. I want to say one more thing. Oh. The Terminator sequels, ever since Judgment Day, Judgment Day, great subtitle, right? Terminator 2, Judgment Day. They've had some great. Yeah. Rise of the Machines is fine, but not particularly good, right? It doesn't bother me. It doesn't really say anything about the movie, but yeah. Terminator Salvation, fine, but I again, yeah, I don't. I, it doesn't do anything for me. Then when you get to Genesis, it's just spelled weird too. Yeah, Genesis spelled wrong is really like you know you don't even need to see the preview or know anything about it. You know that movie's gonna be shit, right? Yeah. And yeah. this one too, Dark Fate is not a and good the title. Posters look like yeah. it kind of looks like they're going for they, and it. I felt it almost was like a Force Awakens kind of feel, where it's like we're bringing back the old people. There and yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Han, one of them's gonna die. Like Schwarzenegger's gonna die. It's gonna feel like Han Solo dying, and yeah. except he's a Terminator, and he this is like the third or fourth version. Of yeah, <laughs> this it's funny watching this because like I wanted to like it, and then midway through I'm like, ah, this isn't very good, and I'm like, well, you knew it wasn't gonna be good. You can tell in the preview. Yeah. I mean, you could you could tell. You're funny with because with Maleficent too. I feel like you only liked that one just so as a curveball. So it's like this Forrest guy. I can't predict what <laughs> movies he likes. He's so unpredictable. I was having a. I'm telling you, I was having a good time watching it. That's all that matters. I love looking over at you, and I'm like, Ugh, I don't think he's. Well, I went in and I was. I my, my I was having some like you know stomach troubles uh, or I I call them intestine. It feels like it's. It's past digestion. It's like the period before it makes us way all the way in. And this is something we always. The movie wasn't to... helping it. Sometimes movies are like a good distraction. We're like, oh my, oh I'm hurting a little bit. Oh, oh what's this? Oh, okay, I'm in. I'm, I'm caring for this character. No, this is like I was like, oh, this is making it worse. Oh no. Well, what it is... wasn't gross and nauseating. It's a beautiful movie to look at. Anyway, you're nauseated by bad screenwriting and hokey, <laughs> pointless. Wow, there's so much money in it. Yeah. I'm just like, 
God, you realize to be the best of the best, right? Yeah. He realizes in the past it? three days we've seen like almost four hundred million dollars worth of movies. I know. <laughs> it explains a lot about the world. <laughs> I guess so. We're investing in all the right places. The cream rises to the top. <laughs> it's a meritocracy. All of these things are true. Alright, that's enough. That'll be a wrap. The sequel discussion to be continued. <laughs>